Welcome to the Comics Coffee Metal Podcast, episode 45. Hello everyone, welcome to the Comics Coffee Metal Podcast. I'm your host, Don Cardenas, and I'm going to keep this intro very short. It is very hot out. I have the AC and fans off in the office studio area, and it's it's not pleasant. <laughs> so uh, forgive my brevity this week with the intro. So let's just go right to it. First up, once again, this week's show is brought to you by Nosk of the Void. Now, if you haven't been listening for the past few weeks, that's perfectly fine. But uh, Nosk of the Void is the black metal project from acclaimed artist Chuck Beebe. And it is a killer EP. It's based off the hit video game Hollow Knight. And it's just some really cool just black metal. It's it's not like super noisy or <laughs> indecipherable. It's definitely got that feel of like that vibe. But it's, it's very listenable. It's very groovy. And it's very awesome. And as part of the sponsorship, Chuck is offering some free download codes for the album off of Bandcamp. All you have to do is get a hold of me at the show, and I'll send you a link and a download code. So just contact me on Twitter at, at Don Cardenas Art or at Comics Coffee Metal, CMX Coffee Metal, and I will send you a download link and a, uh, a code. Now, there's only a handful left. So be sure to jump on that as soon as possible. Chuck's going to be a guest in a few weeks. And once he's on the show, this promotion will be ending. Now, I'm previewing some of the music after this. And I assure you, as you're going to hear, it is awesome. So remember, all you have to do to get a free download code is just hit me up on Twitter, at Don Cardenas Art or at CMX Coffee Metal. recommendations this week i am going with the graphic novel static this was released by dark horse it is by matt lisniewski and colors by carlos badia matt both wrote and drew all the line art and it is a really trippy cool weird beautifully drawn uh graphic novel it's a uh the gist of the story is it's about a man named emmett who's fighting some personal demons and he's got this job where he has to acquire certain items for a scientist and he starts to have a uh, change of conscience so to speak and yeah it's about him kind of looking for some type of redemption and it's just really cool it goes into some really weird places and I thought it was highly highly enjoyable Uh, Matt's art I've been a fan of his for for quite a while he has a great way to just a way just a great way of like creating these like elongated figures but they also, you know, they're simultaneously like seemingly like pointed and sharp and rigid, but also very fluid and just have weight and roundness to them. It's 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 really amazing stuff. 
Um, he does a really great job with the storytelling here. He is no uh, no slouch in that aspect. He lets the art do a lot of the talking, and he certainly backs it up. There's plenty of sequences where there's no words. There's just Emmett or someone else going through some actions and doing things, and it's it's fantastic. It's it's a visual treat to see this stuff. It's very small panels depicting a lot of actions and just the way he chooses to frame some moments where you think this might be a bigger moment or a smaller moment or a full splash page just the way he does it not quite how you would expect but works perfectly um this is all bolstered by uh carlos Padilla's just amazing colors this thing definitely feels like some like european <laughs> comic like this I'm, I'm surprised this wasn't like a, you know a blurb here saying this was collected from you know issues whatever of heavy metal in you know 1988 or something like that it's just really kind of spacey out there stuff towards the end and i really 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 dug it another thing uh, matt does with the art is he uses a lot of perspective like uh he kind of like jams it into a corner and creates this like extra long almost surreal forced perspective or just you know actual accurate accurate perspective just like, but just to where he positions the horizon lines and all that it just yeah it just adds to the overall surreal feature surreal nature <laughs> of of the book uh static was something i've been really wanting to read and i'm really hoping to get matt on the show one day and chat him up about this and all his other art because again his style is very unique uh but it's it's just very very cool and i'm a very big fan so yeah static available on Comixology, at Joe Comic Shops, released by Dark Horse, should be easy to get anywhere. But yeah, highly recommend. Okay, so for music recommendation this week, I have the new LP from the band Distant, Aeons of Oblivion. Now, that name may seem a little familiar. I talked about their EP, The Eternal Lament, a few episodes ago, and unbeknownst to me, they, it was just a precursor <laughs> to a full-length album. And everything I said about that EP, about how brutal it was, how amazing it was, is just amplified to 11 with this LP. Um, They are very much in the death metal, black metal vein, but it's less um, super fast, you know, blast beat, tremolo picking kind of stuff, and more just like bludgeoning you to death with just super heavy downtune riffs. Still blast beats plenty of blast beats and just like these low you know down tune growl vocals and just really excellent atmospheric instrumentation happening it's just yeah it, it's it's very you know to i just can't find a better word for it it's just brutal it it, it just pounds the living shit out of you and it's amazing uh, i i when i was finished listening to this album i was just like because it, it contains all the songs from the ep which was great because I'm like, okay, I know the song. I'm kind of used to the song. I'm not getting my ass kicked so hard by this song. But uh, some of the other ones off the LP now are just, whew, yeah. I, I kind of needed. I was kind of needed a break. I was kind of happy that the album ended. It's a long album. It's it's an 59 minutes. It's 19 tracks on here. It's sure there's some interludes here and there and all that. But yeah, it's 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 a Punisher and in a good way in a good way it's definitely an experience and if you have bass heavy headphones or whatever i suggest you uh 
make sure you turn the volume down a little bit. <laughs> so otherwise you're gonna be uh, experiencing probably some permanent damage here. It is a thick, thick album. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I'm so glad I discovered this band. It, it's just really, really awesome stuff. Um, now I do have a new favorite track <laughs> uh, in this grouping and that is the title track, Aeons of Oblivion. It is just almost relentless and it's, it's only the fourth track on the album and after that, that finished I'm like man am I gonna need a break <laughs> this is crazy uh, but yeah Aeon's Oblivion is just super awesome but you know I, I also enjoyed you know still enjoy the other tracks that were on the LP like the Eternal Lament or Dusk of Anguish but there's just yeah there's just so many more just new jams like the uh, second track Hellmouth is aptly named <laughs> it is it is yeah it's just crazy I'm, i feel like i'm talking in circles just because you know just even thinking about this album's got my head ringing a little bit <laughs> but yeah it distant aeons of oblivion here's the title track if, if if this isn't heavy enough for you then i you know i i relinquish all my heavy metal uh credentials to you then <laughs> if you do not think this is heavy you can have my credentials. I'll. Uh, I, you can call me a poser, and I will not fight. So yeah, definitely check out Distant Aeons of Oblivion. Available everywhere. Okay, so my guest this week is the amazing artist and writer, Christine Larson. Uh, I had first come across her work, I'm sure I've seen it plenty of times before, being retweeted or reposted somewhere, but I didn't really uh, start following her and all that until the series Works. Uh, I talked about Works before on the show as a recommendation, and it is just an incredibly fun and beautifully done book. And I couldn't wait to uh, get her on the show and talk to her about the inspirations for that. Um, a ton of metal talk. She is much more metal than I, so <laughs> uh, she has some really cool metal uh, bands and stuff, and some really kind of offbeat uh, musical choices that she's recommended that I'm certainly uh, looking forward to checking into. Uh, and yeah, just super fun person to talk to. We talked for a whole bunch uh, before the recording, after the recording, and probably could have kept going on after. But yeah, it's she's super great to talk to. Uh, she's an amazing talent, and I am so glad we had a chance to chat. So I really think you're gonna enjoy this, Christine Larson. Let's go. So there is very few, I think, comics out there these days that kind of capture a, a certain part of my heart that you know craves fantasy storytelling, humor. Uh, heart and just just a whole lot of fun and I am incredibly happy I came across Orcs when I did uh, and I have a ton of questions about this amazing series you started but Christine Larson before we say anything about the amazing cast the awesome art the hilarious writing I have to ask you 
Comics Coffee Metal. What are you digging right now? Okay, so comics. I, I haven't been reading a ton of comics right now because um, whenever I finish a comic, I uh, I try not to look at too much. But um, what did I pull out? Uh, I, I don't know. I, not a ton of comics. I, I have Berserk wait, okay. uh, waiting for me when I get done with this, and that's like my treat to myself. Uh, coffee. I just have garbage coffee. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's whatever the Shoprite brand is. But um, I don't know. Lots of that. I actually cut down my coffee a lot lately. But uh, as much as I can do without getting jittery. And metal has been like weed eater. I've been listening to so much weed eater lately. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Weed Eater and like Electric Wizard has been. Oh yeah, they're great. Just like yeah, like like between the two of them, that's been like almost this whole book. That 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 totally makes sense. <laughs> given, <laughs> given the vibe of the book, um, <laughs> I would say even some uh, Orange Goblin. Uh, I don't know if you. Oh yeah, yeah, they're great. Uh, um, yeah, I, I I've been mostly like doing like the the doomy like like sleep has been a big. Uh, on my playlist I like pop on the sword once in a while but really the sword is just <laughs> it's not a uh, noodly enough for me I guess <laughs> so, songs are too short right yeah yeah they're I, I mean I like the sword I respect them immensely as yeah. musicians and all that but when it comes to like it's like a good like intro to doom for somebody like if you if you want to get them to kind of yeah. get into that doomy stuff it's like well here's this this is a little more rock yeah. than doom metal a hundred percent baby's first doom album yeah. is the sword yeah yeah that, that that that's probably the best description for them baby's first doom album <laughs> yeah yeah though so, you know what who i've been listening to recently i found them randomly on spotify wait where are they motherfucker where are you oh sorry oh you Am can I swear cursing? away can i curse okay cool 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 uh cool 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 uh it's something h it's like hexen hexen wait where are you stuff i recently oh hex Hex vessel hex vessel okay yeah i've been been listening to a lot of like they have this album called where is it when uh what is it the album is when we are death and it's not like doom metal it's a little bit more it reminds me more like like kind of like proggy doom rock i guess but uh it, it has a very like acid rock 70s vibe to it and i've been listening to them this past week a ton oh that's awesome yeah, yeah. I I I like a lot of doom metal, and I had a, I had a real big doom metal kick for a while, and yeah, yeah. It's there's there's so many great bands in that. It's like I don't know if you're a music if you've played music before or you've uh, know any instruments, but like also doom metal is like really just kind of like fun to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I was like a wind instrument kid when I did band long long ago, but uh, like my husband plays guitar, okay. So like I appreciate it from the perspective of someone who likes watching someone else play um yeah when i was playing music i realized i liked listening to music more than playing music so i kind of <laughs> concentrated on art um but uh but yeah the doom is in terms of just something to just because my inks get very like dense and hatchy i'll just like toss that on and, and let it roll that's that's awesome it's i was going to ask you what like you know was there like a musical accompaniment in your head to to orcs and this seems this oh. seems perfect yeah yeah like do me stuff like it's it's tough because obviously like what what turns me on and gets me going with stuff is gonna be different than like someone else reading it but yeah. definitely like like a lot of like so much so much goliath and like so much weed eater <laughs> like there's yeah there's there's, there's this overall 
um, because the story in Oryx, it's you know, it's very much centered around the the main group. But uh-huh. there's you do an excellent job of kind of setting up this huge world, this huge epicness of this world that's going on around them with these histories and these you know folk tales and and or you know and oh yeah that's it's there's 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 a lot it's it's uh it gets dense and um i'm kind of glad i have the room to do it that i have because i don't think it would really fit into like just six issues no no definitely and you know you know seeing where the story is right now uh with the now released fifth issue and all that like yeah, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what you're setting up, like being like resolved <laughs> by the end of six yeah. issues. Like, oh no, there's yeah. there's some stuff here that yeah, gotta get chewed I, on. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like the first six issues end you at a good place because it's you're going to be waiting for me to draw the next one, right? Um, and I'm not even sure if it's going to come out as issues or just a, a graphic novel, but um, like that's up to the publisher. I don't know what Boom does, whatever they do, but um, I feel like I I kind of left it at a good spot. In terms, I mean, I sent you the inks. People can know. I, I you know, I, uh, I. So you kind of read ahead. Yeah, I yeah, feel like it's... it doesn't. It doesn't leave you in a spot that's like, oh no, like, like it's not a cliffhanger. No, right. It res- it resolves itself for now. Yeah. If if it wasn't, you know, ever returned to, it'd yeah. be disappointing. And just in the fact that you'd want to see more. But right. the story that you're telling it resolves itself. It, it, it you know there's a, there's a satisfying ending at, there, mm-hmm. but you definitely want more. Um, yeah. Earlier, uh, you, you kind of compared it to like you know the Fellowship of the Ring, like in yeah. terms of where you know where it is in that in that scale. Which, um, you you did a great thing with the. Uh, I'm not super up on like as much as I like fantasy stuff and I like mm-hmm. you know sword and sorcery stuff. Um, you know, I don't know. You have some elf-like characters called wardens. Is that a usual term for for those things, or is uh, that uh, something you made so up? So it's told. So there is definitely. I definitely like am playing off the Tolkienian naming of things. Mm-hmm. So the human characters in there, the wardens, those are the rangers. Oh, okay. That's what Aragorn is, right? In 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 the in the the Lord of the Rings. Okay. Um, like even the mountains they live in, they're not the misty mountains or the foggy peaks. Like <laughs> I'm. I am like noting off of the original the the the, the Tolkien stuff a little bit because you know it's that's how I got into fantasy as a kid. I'm not necessarily trying to rewrite his history. It's my own thing, but I am. It's like a nod, you know, oh, yeah. of that more than anything. Um, but yeah, the, the the rangers are normally. I mean, even in gaming, I think they would call them rangers. They're they're the wardens. Okay, okay, that makes that makes yeah. more sense. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess in my brain, I'm just like thinking, oh, they're in the forest, elves. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, you're. It's definitely not like it. Ne- it never once came across like, oh, she's just you know doing Tolkien riffs. It's right. It's, no, it, it's definitely like, oh, this is you know part of the inspiration. But right. that's you know, any fantasy book published after the Lord right. of the Rings Ex- is going to no, happen. No, that, that's very true. Um, and I mean, if anything, I feel like I'm doing more of like a Mel Brooks Young Frankenstein yes. than I am trying to like make fun of it. Um, it's a send up to it, definitely, but not. Um, I'm not trying to recreate it or even like make fun of it. I don't know in a, no, in a mean the, way. Uh, the the humor that you have in the book isn't 
you're not making fun of the 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 genre, the genre. no it, it's within yeah. the characters like right I, I, I before we start recording i mentioned like this book in whole has made me cackle a few times and yeah. there's a scene where a character just says not now denise <laughs> and I just it, it this you know the timing of it and everything was absolutely perfect and I just like yeah I had I just this is cackling away at that it was just so just hilarious and it's not making fun of anything other than just an interaction between the characters or yeah I've I've personally always enjoyed books where the humor in terms of comedy where the humor is centered around the plot mm-hmm. as opposed to humor being centered around like a pop culture reference or something like that and it's just a uh, personal preference uh in terms of like the stuff i find funny uh versus i don't know some some other stuff i've seen which you know will will make you know to the day references almost like saturday night live-ish and that's like you know i just it's that kind of stuff doesn't i, I never laugh at that stuff as much as i laugh at stuff that like the characters are doing yeah, I, I I totally agree with you there. I think the, you know, while you know sometimes it's you, you can find a humor in making fun of a thing while you're yeah. also being that thing. Um, yeah. I think like the most resonant humor for me is is when it's between the characters, when it's just just some just character driven yeah. interactions and things like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not trying to, to diss any kind of. It's just like a preference, I guess, both in writing and just like what I consume generally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, um, you know, earlier today I took to Twitter and, you know, I asked a few mm-hmm. questions and I'll be peppering them throughout the, the episode. Um, <laughs> this first question, you uh, you did answer it on Twitter, <laughs> as I said before, <laughs> emphatically. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll ask it again. Uh, uh-huh. at, For the people not on Twitter. Yeah, to, to, the, uh, to the very, very nice and awesome at Grant and stuff asked, uh-huh. he asked, do you really hand letter orcs? Yes, I really hand letter orcs. <laughs> It, and it looks great. It, it's it's thank you. It's so it's so good where it's like I had trouble like you know, like is this a font like because you know some people you know get your handwriting made into a font. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Like for me, like the hand lettering is the easiest part of the whole book because uh, it's very like zen, mm-hmm. even more so than just inking, which I'm fairly comfortable with. Like the hand lettering is. It's time consuming, but it's also like, I don't know, I have a really good time doing it. So. No, it, it it really works, you know, especially with the art style you have. And it, like, yeah. it really, uh, it, it definitely makes it feel more lived in the world, yeah. I think. Um, and I, yeah, I think, I think it was a, it's a great choice to make sure that you did that. Yeah, and there's like a lot of direct interaction with like characters and the the text, and then like I have tucked tucked text boxes back behind characters so much, <laughs> like you know, like this like little part of the the bubbles and everything. Mm-hmm. So I just I don't know. It's it's a way for me to compose them without. And there's like you know, especially pages where there's a lot of talking, I can get a lot of talking in there without it, um, you know, covering up artwork. Yeah. Do you uh, typically script out before you start any of the actual artwork, or is it kind of plot? Oh, I totally, oh, I totally script out. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like I've posted before on like various um, social media accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, I have on one, I have an editor, so like I have to like send all that okay. to them anyway. But um, 
I have a great editor, but uh, I have a, a notebook that I will, as I write, I like thumb and write at the same time. I basically write an outline and kind of like benchmark myself in terms of what I where I want the story to go. Um, and sometimes I'll have like little like scenes worked out in my head already, and I'll kind of write those down. And I'll take that and I'll I'll draw out the little thumbs at about like uh, I guess like an inch and a half high by however wide proportionally and. I'll thumb out the whole book in spreads. Uh, so I have a, I have a notebook that's like just all the orcs thumbs from top to bottom. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Is that, it's a nice little artifact. Definitely. Is, is that something that would potentially be in a collected edition, you know, as some back matter or. I know, I know when they, when we do the trade that they are going to um, post a few, like, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get, get a couple pages of that. Not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, it's yeah. like 20 pages of a notebook. 20 30 page like front and back so uh so yeah i mean i posted all that stuff is up on my patron um so like patrons can see that stuff but i uh yeah i don't i don't think the whole book will ever be anywhere i don't yeah. know maybe one day I, i'm, I'm, I'm a huge nerd for, the, for that kind of stuff in collections oh yeah, yeah, yeah just, me too yeah it's my favorite stuff to see more so than you know the, the actual book sometimes just because <laughs> it's 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 good to see it's it's nice to see process and how people work things out yeah and, where it all comes from definitely you know, and it's as someone who has struggled with kind of defining how they approach things and how they want to break things down you know i always like seeing uh you know especially when it's a book i like you know like oh well th- yeah yeah what works <laughs> what does it work yeah 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 so yeah that's great um another thing about the book that i, I really enjoyed is the coloring Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm a big fan of textures with coloring and all that. And you you kind of have this static, I think, or just a, just a general texture over. Oh, the... yeah. It's honestly, it's super basic. It's just um, a dissolve filter on, on my gradients. So whenever I like lay gradients in, it, they have a dissolve filter on them. It looks, it, it looks um, really great. Yeah. A lot of people always comment on it. It's It's the most super basic photoshop thing in the whole world i did a um i did a coloring tutorial for people uh like you know you could like buy in and watch it live and um and i was like i can't believe you guys paid for this because it's like the most basic all my coloring is like the most basic color theory you could ever imagine it's just like you would paint something just you know on the computer well yeah it's it's you know, you, you say it's basic, but there's choices made and, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, certain techniques used and, and things like that. Like right now I'm looking at uh, there's a issue where there's a, a giant spider. <laughs> yeah, a matron spider. Yeah, She's, matron spider. I, I love her. Um, and, you know, you, you you make some decisions about, you know, putting in some highlights on the uh, the spider's, I guess, mandibles. Yes. Stuff like that. And it's stuff like that just adds such depth so when you say it's like a basic thing it's like well you know you definitely have the uh the skill set where it's like well yeah i guess it's simple moves to make but like to have that well to draw from to to make that happen and to do that to give it such you know i hear you um yeah it's it's uh i guess um i mean less that like you know the the techniques are i mean coloring techniques are coloring techniques it's more i don't use any fancy brushes yeah. or anything of that nature to get my textures it's it's all extremely like a straightforward coloring approach i think that's what i meant more but um but yeah i mean i came out of 
like oil painting in mm-hmm. school. Like I graduated, you know, the long, long ago when they said that, you know, this computer, when is that going to catch on? <laughs> um, which is not, it was like early, like early 2000s, right? Yeah. Like people were like computer art <laughs> and look at us now. So, uh, so yeah, I, I never really updated that to be like everyone like uses all these like really great charcoal brushes now and every time i try to use them i'm like i don't understand and i just go and use charcoal so if it's not if it ain't broke right yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) you're you're accustomed to what you're accustomed to i feel like it would almost take me longer to try to like you know set a brush the way i would want it so you mentioned painting and you've done paintings for all the covers for for Mm -hmm. orcs and they are they are amazing especially the uh one for issue four uh is that the the old woman? That's the old woman, yeah. right? Where she's yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I remember you posting about the process of this, but I, I I'm drawing a blank. Did you do that on a black canvas? No, no. That's I. I so I paint on on paper. Okay. I don't paint on canvas. Um, actually, one of the reasons I feel like I can even paint is because I started painting on paper. Like pa- canvas has too much of a texture mm-hmm. for me, so I actually use a. It's Arches Hot Press. It's 150, the 150 pound. Uh, arches hot press paper and uh it's a little bit of tooth so you can get you know some dry brushing but it's pretty smooth and i use liquid acrylic okay yeah yeah it yeah it, it just it just reminded me of like you know like it, it seems like it needs to be like a black light poster oh 100 <laughs> percent. that's actually that is that is some hard color theory in that poster to do all the the, the brights because mm-hmm. i was like i was stressing that because i didn't want to use any fluorescence because they don't scan well at all, even though they look super cool. So I was trying to get away. I was trying to get away. I was trying to figure out how to make it feel glowy and fluorescent without using any fluorescent paint. And I feel like I I pretty much achieved that, so I was really, really happy with it. But I'm still like, yeah, I, I was pretty happy with that cover. Yeah, I, I'd I, say uh, definitely mission accomplished. You know, I, oh. I'm, I'm looking at this on my on my iPad screen, and it's just like, I love the fact one that it's painted uh, because not only is it still recognizably your style, but it's it's got such a different lush, you know, yeah. quality to it. And then the detail is like amazing in that just you can see, the, you know, where the paint's building up in certain areas, and you know, especially near her foot, uh, you can see like there's some of the blue. Yeah, skills. I really globbed it on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, but it looks amazing, and it just creates such a such a. I guess a vibe. So as soon as you like pick, see this issue, and you know it just carries over to the rest of the book, and I, th- yeah. I think that's a great choice to decide to do that. I think. Oh, thank you. Um, was doing like fantasy stuff and all that. Was that always like, you know, in some you know a lot, some of your mini comics and all that, like Holy Diver. You know, you, yeah, yeah. You definitely explore. <laughs> this, yeah. This genre before is that something you've always been drawn to though, or? Yeah, like, uh, fantasy and sci-fi have always been, like, I've only really, like, sci-fi was something that I kind of started drawing later when I became more comfortable drawing, like, machinery. But, like, fantasy art definitely has always been, like, part of my uh, rapport in terms of the stuff I just like drawing. Um, Which was interesting when I was in school. I was, like, I was kind of, like, maybe I'll do kids' books because my style is very cartoony and, like, back in, like, 2004 the indie comic scene is not what it is now and i just wasn't sure where i was gonna go and i'm kind of glad that things i guess chilled out or became more like versatile in terms of like who will hire you and what you'll get hired for mm-hmm. yeah. 
Did you hear that? That was my computer. No, I did not hear that. Uh -oh. Okay, my computer just told me it was 11 o'clock really loud in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I'll do my best not to keep you up too late. I, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm I'm working probably till like 3 or 4 in the oh, morning. Okay. <laughs> so I got my kid to bed. I'm, I'm good. Um, I'm rocking it. All right, good. cool, cool. Um, you And you mentioned earlier on Twitter, you're live probably live coloring issue six as we speak oh yeah yeah well we're I'm, I'm working while we're talking <laughs> if i sound if i begin to sound distracted you may be like yo dude just fucking pay attention but um i can i've always like in like work meetings like doodled while i'm talking anyway mm -hmm. so this is very much like that yeah I'm, I'm definitely like just i need to fidget or do something and you know actually recording the podcast like it, it, it was kind of getting to be uh an issue for me because I'm gonna I'm gonna purposely make this sound now, but like I would always just like hit my keyboard tray, an accident, <laughs> and then because I'm just like fidgeting all the time. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I hear so you. then, thankfully, one of my friends was like, because and also my chair would creak like hell, and I'd have to like oh nice like cut that out or whatever because yeah. just because it'd be so damn annoying. And then yeah. one of my buddies was like, "Yeah, I record on a yoga ball," and I'm like. <laughs> Oh, that's so smart, though. And you know, we had a couple of yoga balls laying around for the kids and all that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I right now, I'm 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 happily bouncing away, fidgeting on a uh, bright pink, yellow, uh, bright pink yoga ball. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah, I actually have a standing desk. I recently got like one of those like standing mats oh, nice. for it, so like now I can stand forever, which I guess is good. Um, it's good for my feet, my old my old lady feet. Um, <laughs> Well, yes, Stand, I like to make fun. Standing's good for you. I, I, you know, would eventually want a standing desk, but you know, I built, I built one. It was uh, not hard. My dad helped me oh, out. Awesome. It's uh, yeah. So yeah, we because uh, my my drawing table was like super old, and I kind of like re reclaimed it from like being half trash, but it can lift up high enough to stand at mm -hmm. because I'm not tall, yeah. and uh, then like for my computer i wanted something where i can stand too because like especially like hours of coloring mm -hmm. I, I have a stool i can sit on when my leg like i'm tired but like that long coloring it's just good it's good for my my circulation my lower back all that stuff yeah yeah definitely especially if you're going hours upon hours upon hours yeah you know my routine is such that you know the getting the art done is after the kids are asleep or before everyone's awake. So it's, it's not, right. it's not, you know, sitting for large swaths of time. So right I, I'm not, you know, I'm not like at the point where like, well, I gotta, I gotta do this because otherwise it's like, no, I'm, I'm usually running around anyway during yeah. the day. So. <laughs> I gotta get this shit done by tomorrow. But my kids been, my dude's been great. Like my husband has been on like working like double shifts and, uh, cause they're on a shooting schedule this week and he's been off of school and his like, you know, day camp that we, decided to do this year hasn't started but he's been like occupying himself all day like we've been hanging out in the morning and then like the whole afternoon he uh, he's like just been good just playing with his toys like i high-fived him today he did so good this week <laughs> nice how old, how, how old? Yeah. if you care to share uh, he's gonna be six he'll be six in july okay. okay yeah all right cool yeah my, my daughter recently turned uh five and uh she's uh both you know very capable of just doing her own thing for a while uh -huh. but then it's it, it usually usually whenever i'm like i'm gonna take advantage of this yeah uh it's like nope well, <laughs> well just so you know like my, my son is definitely like a really attached kid like she's close you know what yeah. i mean give her another year and and she'll be able to <laughs> to rock rock out her own stuff all i, I day. still got some time i got i also got a, a you know newly a 20 month old 
little guy. Aw, aw. Well, you could just leave them in the crib forever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, he's, he's, he's a little, he's a little <laughs> Billy Goat. He's just climbing on everything, trying aww. to, trying to eat everything. Uh, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. But he, yeah, he's he's definitely more of the, no, you know, daddy read this, daddy, let's do this, let's do yeah. this. It's like all right, which is fine, you know. Of course, you know, I, yeah. I, I signed, you know, it's what I signed up for. But uh, right. yeah, it's just like all right, so you know, I, I, when I dare to try to bring out the iPad, it's like, oh, what's daddy doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, is Elmo on this? No. Um, <laughs> So no, what well, it's good that uh, you know that uh, you're you're able to get that time. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and you know, as a parent, you kind of kind of you know, I, I'm not trying to say you should, but like for me, it's sometimes when it does happen, I'm like I kind of feel bad. Like oh, I probably should. Oh, do I don't. That. I 100 don't feel bad at all. <laughs> no, he's a. The thing is, like, I, I mean, I don't know, like, because I guess because since he's been small, I've always been working. Like as long as like we do like our mornings together like i i give him a couple hours a day right and then he's kind of good to you know watch his shows his whatever you know his stories and then uh he's got all so many freaking toys he just plays with his toys yeah. he's good well yeah then i think to when you know as far back as i can remember like no nah, i just wanted to chill and play with my toys i'm cool like yeah. you know if i need food or something yeah you know mom right you're right <laughs> I, I feed him yeah. <laughs> uh you know so yeah, I, I I try to temper temper that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I still got I still got some time. Uh, my daughter's doing some uh, summer classes, uh, oh, starting cute. next month, next week. So you know we'll, we'll see. It'll just be me and me and the little guy. So you know he's nice, and he's still napping. So you know I, I might I might luck out. <laughs> oh yeah, they're they're still napping at twenty months. That's right. Yeah. I forgot. Oh man, napping was so long ago. <laughs> oh my my daughter, she she dropped naps like a bad habit, like so fast. Yeah, yeah, that was my son. Like like he just suddenly stopped when he was three. He's like, I'm done napping. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, we were really forcing her naps for for a while, uh, uh-huh. and then we realized like, oh, she's not going down at night. It's like, well, then we need to stop forcing these snacks. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. You gotta just, so yeah, she's keep them up. She's unfortunately like her father where she's like sleep, I guess like, and then just is, (laughs) is awake far too long sometimes and just passes out. Yeah. 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 No, thank Like, yeah. My kiddo's like been putting himself to bed lately. I'm like, stay up as late as you want. It's summer. He's like, I'm tired now. (laughs) I was like, all right. Uh, all right so we have uh another twitter question this is from okay, at big fire oh you don't want it to just be us talking about our kids for oh, next wait, i could <laughs> i don't think i don't think our uh the, the listeners are going to be super interested in Every, that <laughs> everyone's already turned this podcast off by now just so except you. for matt smith he's gonna he's yeah gonna no he's, he's still listening <laughs> um, but uh uh, at Big Five Army, uh, Kirk Spencer asks, "Are there any comics slash artists that helped inspire this series?" Mm, I would. I don't know if it's like a direct inspire so much as like I know it's been done like in Bone, right? Um, in uh, in uh, come on, brain. It, like Orkstein, I like was reading a ton and was always like super bummed that you know that never got done, and yeah, it's. I'm never like directly influenced necessarily by anything. I, I did this orcs originated as an extra when I did kickstarted like an orc art book like years ago, like back in 2016. Um, and then I just started like 
building the world from a little like zine I did as a as a as a gaff. So like as a goof. So it's strange to um yeah, I, I it's hard for me to like really pin it on one person. Like it's no one's this book is no one's fault but mine. Um <laughs> but yeah, like I mean I, I always like to if I have to compare it to like another comic, I always like kind of throw bone out there i can kind of throw workstein out there but not really because that's a bit older than this i did when i started writing it i wanted to try to keep it pg so that like it would be accessible to like a younger audience that was important to me i didn't want to do like some super dark gritty you know those can be funny too yeah. but like i i didn't necessarily want to make that book mm-hmm. this go around um so yeah uh I'm influenced by like so many different artists and so many different things and so much stuff has gone by my eyeballs that like gets processed and churned back out into something that I I can't really pinpoint one thing. Sorry. That that was a very roundabout answer to say no. But uh (laughs) it kind of is because, you know, Orc seems to be kind of like just like there's no like oh i was directly influenced by these things it just seems like a culmination of all your interests and your style right. and just this is what came out this is yeah um it, yeah it's definitely the most me book like even, it's not like a memoir or anything like that but it's the most me book i've ever done certainly even more so than like the the holy diver or any of the microcosmics it's like in both its humor and its like visual style it's definitely the the most i've ever been on a page so every time someone disses it i want to like just punch him in the teeth it's like what'd you say about me you know what i mean like it kind of feels it feels more personal which is not a good way to like take criticism so well I have, I, you uh, know with with orcs you said you said you decided to keep it like a pg-13 kind of thing and i think yeah. that was a great idea um mm-hmm. i'm all for free artistic expression but mm-hmm. i'm also like well sometimes giving yourself a limit or giving yourself like, you know, I kind of want to make this available to, you know, younger people or people, you know, who mm-hmm. might be more sensitive to like ultra violence or right. graphic stuff. Like, you know, I think that also breeds, you know, giving yourself some sort of limits creatively. Yeah. I, I think it, it gives you, you get your solutions to one, both like linguistics. I've had a lot of fun, like, figuring out their you know their language yeah. now that like you remove all swear words but it i think it can be it offers more interesting interesting solutions um that you might not have come up with you might have just done something super violent or gory and gotten that laugh which it's i love that stuff like it that's totally like that is totally like the humor i enjoy that humor too you know i it, i have a significant trauma collection but uh it's not the book i wanted to do for this mm-hmm. you know like it's especially something so long something i'm spending so much time on i wanted it to be accessible to a lot of people so i feel like i kind of achieved that mostly and, hopefully. and i think you did a great job of setting up you know or at least you know showing more uh darker things or just bringing about heavier subjects or just more open subjects with a lot of the stuff just simple moments with the characters like there's a, a scene with uh zepp and pez where they're trying on outfits and you know zepp is uh has the mask on for a specific reason yeah. and then you, you see the reason it's you, you, there's something serious and and kind of heavy behind that 
but yeah i mean i didn't want to do something for kids and then dumb it yeah. down for children um and maybe that's because i grew up in the 80s and i feel like a lot mm-hmm. of the children's movies and cartoons like you think of any like don bluth like any of those uh those those movies from the 80s for kids didn't dumb any of that stuff down i think children are able and very capable of processing heavier things than most people give them credit for uh and i think it's okay to touch on those subjects as long as you're not like hideously graphic about it or exploitive about it then um i think as long as you maintain the gravity of a situation then it's okay to explore the situation Right, yeah. like don't make light of it. Like obviously, it's a serious moment between those two siblings, but uh, yeah, uh, it's it's uh, you do your best. I'm doing my best <laughs> with like the stuff I want to tackle, and I'm making the choices I'm making. And I'm not saying it's the best choice, but it's the choice I made. So, well, you 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 brought up a, an excellent point that I wanted to bring up. Like, it just yeah, it, it does remind me of the stuff made for you know all ages back in you know back in the 80s you know i'm 38 right. so i'm still oh we're the yeah, same so, age we're like right yeah, the, yeah, so, yeah. So, so we're both rapidly decaying and it's... <laughs> in cartoonist years i'm like 110 <laughs> right like i <laughs> so it, we're, we, we there's there's a lot of the same like you know remembering all those types of movies you know just yeah you know back when uh PG was probably closer to R <laughs> than PG thirteen right. as I've I been, get, you know? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So yeah, it's I, I think I think you did a great job, kind of harking into that because I could totally see this like, you know, orcs had, having been like an animated series or an animated movie from the eighties that you know right. everyone's like, oh man, remember that? That was awesome. And, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I hope that it. it gained its own little cult following you know that's all i can really hope for in life um it's <laughs> my own little cult following but uh yeah i mean that's that's the era i grew up in so you know i, I hope the sensibilities are updated certainly because i'm a a more grown-up person now than i was mm-hmm. then but uh and just i think society has grown up a lot since then but in terms of like uh, what it tackles or or the breadth of uh i guess maturity i wanted to reach is is a little broader i think than necessarily a kid's comic also they're all adult characters right like like bog and arn had an adult relationship yeah. i don't go into it like because you know the, that conversation they had that kind of happens off screen i like wrote it and i'm like this is too old and i took it out because it's not really necessary to the story it's i needed it for my head but the, you guys don't need it to understand what's happening um and i'm trying to make those choices like if a conversation is too adult to really hit like if a kid is 10 and i'm like that may be too much for a 10 year old to take in then i have taken stuff out definitely well i think i was going to bring that up as well the the, the relationship between bog and arn is because it's I, I think you you made the right call in terms of like not being super direct with everything and like showing everything but right. i also think it's not i feel like it's obvious yeah it's, it's incredible it's, it's yeah it's there's no subtext you know you know there's right. uh uh you know romantic relationship a history, history there. there there was a history just there, by yeah. the just by what you have there um yeah and i think leaving it not you know leaving that conversation out not having that explicitly said i think that adds a lot to the characters and it right. adds just even just a little more mystery. Like you know, who knows if 
that's a conversation you could readdress in a different way later that you probably feel would be more appropriate or, you know, or not because it, it doesn't feel like it's lacking, but it definitely just. Yeah. I mean, so I have always been a fan of there are, there are certain stories that when I start, have started reading them, I really am I'm into them. And then the more I read, the more is explained. And the more is explained, the less I'm into them because what I came up with in my head is almost a better fit than what was there. Yeah. So, you know, that conversation went however you think that conversation went. At the end of the day, it was just like irreconcilable differences and they parted ways. Uh, And I think that's all you need to know for that moment in time. So Arn Arn comes back. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, you you mentioned you know, again before recording that you know orcs isn't done. <laughs> no. Uh, there, there's plans for at least two more volumes of yeah. the series. The 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 story, the larger uh, arc I have completes itself in two more graphic novels. I was signed to like a three graphic novel deal. Um, and, you know, when the pandemic hit, I think they felt that, like, releasing it in issues would help drive interest okay. a little bit more. I don't know if it'll be continued to be released in issues as I come out with the other two books. Mm-hmm. But we'll see, I guess. I, I'm not in charge of any of that. And I'll let the people who make those decisions make those decisions. I'm just trying to write the story as best as I can. Okay. And get it, get it, get it through. So... Yeah, so I feel like, you know, the book one ends and, and it ends how it ends, mm-hmm. right? Issue six is coming out next month. I'm coloring it now. And, uh, and but there is a much bigger story to tell that will square itself up, you know, two books from now. Well, I, I think first off, having it initially as a graphic novel and then having it come out as issues, I think, you, I think there's... You did a fantastic job making not making it not feel that way. Um, oh, well, good. It doesn't feel like <laughs> arbitrary ends to every issue, as as some stuff like that can feel. Um, yeah. So great job, you know, another great job there. Hooray! Uh, uh, <laughs> but on the flip side, like I, you know, personally, I'm like, oh man, I would love this. Just you know, you know, I I, I would totally you know be all over this as the the graphic novel series. Um, right. Right, and and I think that I mean it's going to be that um, I am putting like a little epilogue into the graphic novel to kind of leave a carrot for book two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to draw that this weekend, I guess. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so what you do is to get done. But um, and it's something like oh, it was there, so I can like taste the finish line. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, we've got a little ways to go, right? I I did like some basic math, and it's like still another like. 450 pages really wow. if they're all the same length as this <laughs> <laughs> then it'll be it'll be like 600 pages worth That's of story by the end of it yeah it's, listen this is my epic mm-hmm. right like i've originally i wrote this as uh it was going to be a web comic okay. and um then when i was doing like adventure time stuff for boom my editor's like pitch something so i was like well i have this right so i pitched this um and they're like Oh wow! And I was so surprised when this got picked up. So I'm I'm super glad I even get to tell this story at all. To be completely honest. Well, you know, we, we were talking about our kids, and I, you know, my my daughter is starting to read now, and yeah, uh, 
and you know, I'm reading this book, and I'm like, man, she would probably love a lot of this stuff because she likes, you know, a lot the fantasy stuff. Yeah, she she likes you know dragons and you know she yeah. she likes she likes some a lot of the fantastical stuff. Um, mm-hmm. She has a lot of fun with that. So I'm like, oh, you know, she's you know probably a little too young for this now, but I'm like, I can't yeah. wait to have a collected edition, and then that way, you know, it's something I can share with her, and you know, right. Probably by the time they're all done, we could probably start trying to read them. Because, you know, she's... Oh, 100%. She's, yeah. She's definitely getting into comics. Um, right. In that, you know, there's a fantastic comic shop in Chicago named Challengers Comics. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I order from them sometimes. And, you know, they threw in some, like, Lumberjanes and, <laughs> and some oh, other stuff. Oh, nice. That's so for, nice. Uh, for her, because they knew I was ordering some stuff for her. So, and, yeah. you know, she's she's been taking them around. You know, it's, I don't know if she's, you know, making... I see. I see her reading it, but then she's also like making her own story to go with the words. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, five is still like my like my son's still learning. You know yeah. the the whole figuring out how to read. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm 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 just sitting there like in the corner like yes comics <laughs> yes. You know, like, Ooh, I got some stuff for you. Like any of the like all ages stuff that I had. Like I have like a Wolverine power pack thing and like oh like, right she, on. It's already in her room. Like she already has. It's already over there. You know. <laughs> Awesome. I saw there's like a trailer for a new Spider-Man and his amazing friends cartoon geared for, for oh, really young kids. I'm like, oh, daddy might have that on accident one day. Let's see how that goes. Um. <laughs> yeah, my 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 kid, like my son like for a hot minute got really into the old '60s Batman, okay. and uh, and now is like totally off comic books. I mean, in terms of superhero stuff, he's not into that anymore. He's not a big. I mean, he sits and draws with me a ton. But um, he likes making like little movies oh. with his stuff. Um, yeah, he's real into like he makes little movies. We found the stop motion app. Oh yeah, which is pretty awesome, and he loves doing that stuff. So yeah, we've been. He likes his little his little it, movies. And the technology like now just to have fun with stuff like that. Is... Dude, it's so stupid. Yeah, like, like I can't believe that they have a stop motion yeah. app. Like I took a an animation class so that I could do stop motion because i thought it would be so cool and now it's just like here it is for your phone yeah. that's like great i remember cutting the film with a like one of those slicers yeah. right to like edit it and i was like and now it's you know now i can do it like while holding holding something in the palm of my hand and it's just ridiculous yeah. i'm like this is amazing and stupid yeah I, yeah i'm just yeah i just think of like man all the epic you know gi joe ninja turtle fights i could have made movies of dude right <laughs> oh my god yeah he's he's just now starting to get into like animating his toys um for a while he was like just doing these really weird videos of like taking pictures of the tv but like re-editing them like crazy so that he could upload them on youtube i'm like i don't even know what you're doing but okay just <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if i've seen <laughs> so you so i posted some of his stuff once it's like you need to like take a hit of acid to watch some of this like him and my husband would go into final cut pro and just make (laughs) the weirdest shit i've ever seen like stan brackage style like just colors lights and sounds and let's play the beatles backwards i'm like well i guess we'll summon the devil today i don't know what's going on right now like i ultimately i had to like you know block them all but there was this like weird kick she got on when 
where she's found these groups of videos. Uh, there's these like uh, characters called the Number Blocks. Um, okay, I don't know that one. It's right. it's 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 on YouTube. It's I think it's like a, it's okay. from the UK or something like that. But uh, right. you know, it, at first she was all about the actual episodes of it. But then some people mm-hmm. started like putting like the intro song into like weird filters and like slow down 10,000 times or, or like just yes that is the shit my son would do but with Beatles songs yeah and so so it's like she's, she's getting with that and like different intros to things and like the, and I'm just like what is this like like no <laughs> I actually I finally had to tell him to stop cause I'm like dude it's, you're freaking mommy out number one um number two he was getting super frustrated cause he's like YouTube keeps taking our videos down I'm like baby it's copyrighted material so then like I'm like having discussions with my kid about like copyright infringement i'm like you gotta stop doing this you just gotta figure something out honey yeah. and uh beatles, beatles was not the best uh, wisest choice to try to escape copyright <laughs> yeah dude i was like buddy come on man like of all the bands to like fall into and then try to like sneak it online without anyone getting mad like they're like the worst uh no i just imagine i just gonna imagine it your son at school telling people about copyright law <laughs> okay so he has he actually i remember he started kindergarten and like a couple weeks into kindergarten he, he had a he said to me he's like i can't talk about the beatles anymore and i was like why because you know i don't care i'm not a beatles fan but like you know I, I don't give a shit like let them do whatever and he's like no one knows who they are i'm like yeah babe i i told you no one would know who the beatles are honey you're five like no five-year-old ex- except you can sing her yeah uh, your mother should know from top to bottom and backwards like there's it's uh, netflix crazy. had a show called uh beat bugs uh-huh yeah oh oh okay. yes okay I know. Yeah. <laughs> all right uh-huh. you're you're well aware all right <laughs> oh i'm aware of the beat bugs um yeah he he was into that for a minute and he's like the, the originals are better i'm like of course they're better honey they're the Beatles, they're, you know, one of the most regarded rock bands of all time. Mommy doesn't like them, but whatever. That's, I'm stupid. I, I like Weed Eater. Like, don't, uh, don't, don't listen to Mommy. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah, those, just those, those, when you brought that up, I'm like, I know exactly what kind of videos you're talking about, because your son yes. is not alone. There's, there's just no. oh, so many of these, and I'm just like, okay and there's like ones where it's like it's like someone's recording the tv uh, recording uh-huh, uh-huh. a youtube video on their phone from their tv uh-huh. and then just re-uploading yeah. it as is and it's like mm-hmm. what is the purpose of this <laughs> yeah i, don't I know. know it's like can we watch don quixote or something like yeah i mean he's he's five so he has an excuse yeah, it's yeah, from like yes. you know a 35 year old does it they're like kind of like come on guys it's all it's all right i know you're trying to get clicks but yeah this is yeah there, there are other ways yeah. to get attention. But yeah, now, now she's into like the pancake art videos and. Uh, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so, so that that that's mm. better because I get sucked into those too when I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh. No, my 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 kid is really into this show now called Ben and Holly. Um, she's like the Peppa Pig people, but they did a show about like fairies and elves, and he's really obsessed with fairies okay. and elves right now. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm down. And he's like, are elves and fairies real? And I'm like. I don't know we should try to catch one like like I'm trying to feed I'm trying to feed the beast yeah. right now so it's it's been fun oh it's I remember there was this uh Twitter thread about a a, mm-hmm. a woman who was like a, a little girl was like putting out letters to like and she saw it was for like a fairy or something that she thought was living in her tree mm-hmm. and she was responding to her 
Oh. And then she would like take pictures of herself at like dressed like a fairy, but like then Photoshop down to like the size uh-huh. and like it's like, oh, this is me. Hi. And then uh, I, I'll, have to, I'll have to find it and attach to you. But it was a very sweet story because then eventually. Oh, that sounds super cute. Because then eventually, you know, it was like, oh, they're they're moving away. And the little girl's upset because she didn't actually get to meet her in person. So they, so Aww. she actually met her in person in costume and all that. It's like, well, for one day I can be full size and like, you know. Oh wow, so. that's amazing! That's gonna fuck that girl up really hard though. Later, when she's an adult, and she's like, "That bitch lied to me." Yeah, I, I, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, "Wow, that's really sweet and heartwarming." But then, yeah, you, you step, take a step back, and you're like, "These parents let this go on a little too long." <laughs> like this, this has gone a, a slight bit too far. Because, uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully, oh, hopefully she ends up well adjusted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I mean, listen. Like, oh, that was just a fun like... thing someone did for me. That's yeah, that's nice. <laughs> right. We like to our kids about Santa Claus all the time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We're so. we're not at that point yet. We haven't we haven't like had the questions about Santa Claus yet. So we're like, all right, uh, what do we do? Yeah, he <laughs> he asked me this year if Santa Claus was real, and I said to him the same thing I said when he asked me if God was real. I'm like, do you think Santa Claus is real? And he said yes, and I'm like. All right, then you can still get presents. <laughs> he said, "Oh, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know this was on the line here. <laughs> oh my, I didn't know that was uh, that the stakes were at." <laughs> yeah, it's just you know. Now you know. Now you know what the uh, now you know what it costs. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh. He asked me what uh, he asked me if heaven was real once, and I'm like, "Do you think it's real?" He's like, "Yes." I'm like, "Then it's real." <laughs> That's how faith works, honey. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Thank you know my my daughter's very much about Christmas and all that, but yeah, she hasn't asked about the Santa thing. And you know, I I my wife and I we try to like go back to like what were we told? And like I one of my earliest memories is actually just like walking out of a room and seeing my parents put the presents into the tree. I'm like, oh, they do that. Okay. And yeah. Then, like <laughs> oh, me, me and my sister knew like way ahead of time and just kind of like rolled with mm-hmm. it so that we because we were we were concerned we would stop getting presents if we let them know that we knew. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking what that system you got. <laughs> so from Santa, uh, I want to bring it back uh-huh. to some metal. <laughs> oh yeah, we should we should come back to metal. Uh, so you mentioned doom metal is something you're really into. Is is uh, there are other kind of like subgenres of metal that you're really drawn to were you always into metal or is that something that kind of oh yeah i was always into metal i feel like like i was like my dad was a huge black sabbath fan so i was like listening to like black sabbath and kiss like you know back when i was in high school um yeah i mean i feel like i always fall to doom though i really like grindcore cephalic carnage's uh misled by certainty is still one of my favorite metal albums of all time um, it's just like this kind of like grindcore jazz fusion thing they got going that like I freaking love. Um, yeah, a lot of it is sometimes like individual bands. Like, like I I do like a lot of grindcore. Um, death metal definitely falls. I I listen to a bunch of that stuff. Um, and and then I kind of bounce around. Like I bounce genres. Like I'll like certain bands within a genre, but not necessarily like a whole genre. Um, because I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I'm. I'm never good when you put me on the spot. By the way. Um. Yeah. I. I guess. Uh. Yeah. And I've. I've been getting kind of like into, like some Swedish, like, okay. metal. You. 
it's I I'm hit or miss with that stuff because like the Swedes are kind of like on this whole extra level of like like it's intense, yeah, yeah. you know. Like I think there's like a big part of me does like like my dirty like American kid like just like slop metal, and then like you go to Europe and it's like all very like this precise almost like art form and and. Um, um, yeah, I, I like some stuff and I don't like some stuff. It really depends. Yeah, yeah, the, the sweets. And what I think I'll, something that's kind of like, you know, helped me come around to that kind of Swedish style stuff is a lot of it is kind of done with, with, with a smirk, you know? It, it oh, seems, no, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like uh, Amon Amarth. There's, oh, no, like I love Amon Amarth. Like, those guys are great. Uh, you just got to watch because then there's like guys like, like like the dude from Burzum that like burned a friggin' yeah. church down and like murdered a dude and like and is like a fucking neo Nazi or whatever the fuck he's into right yeah. now. But so like you know, I always I always find myself um like double checking who I'm listening yeah, to, yes, um, uh, especially when it's like European stuff. Yeah, and I also got into like recently a lot of the like that like uh, Norwegian folk mm-hmm. metal, like the stuff that is sort of like neo folk. Uh, I have to like look at a band name. It's all I think like Nightland is one of them, and um, uh, Hill High, where it's like you know like they're hitting pots and pans and just like making growling noises. I'm like I like all that, mm. um, and I like and I uh, like I don't know. I just check everyone. Yeah. Check well, everyone. you know, a couple weeks ago when I was talking to to Matt Smith, you know, we kind of had that that moment as well. Where it's like you you hear some like cool new like death or black metal band. You're like, hey, hold on a second, I just gotta do a quick Google search. Like oh, like, 100%. oh they, yeah, yeah, oh, you... oh, no one killed anybody. Okay, no, yeah, yeah. No, nothing about Nazis. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, all right, I think I can like yeah, them. I like, think I just... can like these guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's like it's like oh, I really like this stuff. And then you like have to pause it and check yeah. them before you continue to enjoy their music. <laughs> yeah. Or just you know maybe maybe sometimes just double check some of the lyrics. So it's like okay, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's let's yeah. Figure this out, it's, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a tough shot. Listen, man, you got to do your due diligence on yeah, whatever yeah, you, you kind of kind of do that with everybody. I think these yeah. days, yeah. Um, it's even, true. even in more poppy music or more mainstream music, you you, you never yeah you never know when you know you're gonna find out. You know, there's always the day you find someone finds out Meatloaf is a Trump supporter. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like oh come on, man. Is he though? Like I don't know. I, I don't listen to Meatloaf. So yeah, so I think I think he's. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. That checks. I'm just going, you know, that that 100. But then, of course, his, you know, his but, daughter's uh, married to the dude from Anthrax, who's very much not. <laughs> so. Right. Well, like you can't go fry someone's pops yeah. what they're into. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I have enough. Yeah. So, know. um, yeah, it, it's it, it gets it gets a little hairy sometimes trying to figure that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Do you like uh like symphonic metal like Nightwish or something like that? Um, that's one of those hit or okay. miss ones because like. Like I really like Nile. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoy those guys, uh, which I think of them as like symphonic. But I don't know if they. I don't know where the genre falls. Like metal genres are oh, weird yeah, to totally. me sometimes. I, I'm not really good with like what falls under what. Um, but I feel like I always kind of gravitate more towards like you know uh, herd of elephant type metal, where it's like you get that like like hard like dun 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 like like the drum beat, which is why I like Doom so much. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, it depends. Yeah. I, I, I find that I, like I'm less into stuff that's super super technical okay. even though I appreciate the musicianship in that stuff it's uh exhausting to listen to 
<laughs> no, I, 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 I totally get it. Uh, I've told the story a couple times before, but uh, I'll keep it brief this time for so I'm not repeating yeah. myself to the uh, listeners. But yeah. uh, long story short, someone in uh, during one of my college classes gave me 27 death metal albums. Ooh. because he had copies of it um and, it, and yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. oh here's, here's like my, my he's, he's like he's like third backups of them or something he was kind of obsessed about that stuff yeah. but i yeah, got like yeah. 27 like cds sitting in my uh-huh, uh-huh. so i'm like oh let me check all this out and there's a lot of this swedish technical death metal stuff and i'm like i just yeah, yeah, i yeah. just can't with this stuff and as i've gotten you know decade and a half later you know i'm like well i kind of wish i kept those things because i'm kind of into some of this stuff now yeah, but you just honestly, all that shit's on Spotify. True. Like, I hate, I hate to like plug a company. Like, like screw those guys. I'm sure they're like awful for musicians. But like, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I pay X amount of month, and I do get all the music I could possibly ever listen to, and I find stuff that like I would have never found. Yeah. You yeah, know? I you know I do the I do Apple Music instead of Spotify just because it's easier for to manage my library that way. But anyway. Gotcha. Um, but no, yeah, it's I I. You know, since and also since you know starting this show every week, I try to recommend an album, and so I've become you know quite habitual about every Friday going checking what's the new releases, yeah, what's yeah. new, and I'm finding a lot of cool new stuff. And you know, I was never really a death metal guy, but right. over the past couple of years, I've really started to get into that. And there, right. I guess there's you know ultimately a, a genre, a subgenre of death metal, kind of like atmospheric death metal, which is like. Yes. Not all blast beats and growls. Right. There's a lot of textures with the guitars, a lot of more just like start and stop chuggy stuff. And then, you know, occasionally, you know, a nice technical solo or something like that. But even then, solos aren't super, you know, uh, apparent and all that. So I'm like, oh, well, I guess this is the thing I found uh, that's for me. Um, Right. And because then I'll go to like an older... It's yeah. kind of like there's a death metal for yeah, everybody. You know, well, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna beat this drum to the day I die. There's a genre of metal for whatever mood you're in, man. Like it's the it's, truth. Like if I'm feeling a little, uh, it, it's <laughs> it's kind of funny because I was just thinking of this earlier. You know, I'm I'm at the I'm at the gym and I'm lifting weights and I'm like I'm listening to like the Office Ladies podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I'm I'm out shopping and I'm listening to like some ultra death metal, like picking out tomatoes. <laughs> oh, but I always I always find myself doing that. Like the more gentle thing I'm drawing, the more yeah. angry shit I'm listening to, and then like the more the more fucked up thing I'm drawing, the more gentle thing I'm listening to. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like it's like I gotta draw eyeballs coming out of someone's face. I'll put Donovan on. Like it's like you know it's yeah. Um, my husband has this great playlist called the Serial Killers playlist that is all just that stuff, like that like fifties do like that uh, creepy fifties doo wop kind of. And I'm sure it's called yeah. something, but yeah, lots of Donovan. Yeah, on yeah. Playlist. Usually, yeah. Usually, if I'm drawing something, if I'm uh, drawing something a little more dark or you know gory or something like that i got like tegan and sarah on <laughs> yeah 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 and then, exactly you know i'm drawing like a a nice talking scene or or, or whatever you know i got sepulter or a testament on or something yeah, like right, that you right. know it's like okay yeah 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 <laughs> it's you just gotta whatever, whatever gets you through yeah, right like it's yeah, whatever like, yeah it's just, just, just metal is just so wide and so expansive mm-hmm. that it's like you can't apply like that sentimentality to 
and it's any other genre i think like you can't say there's oh there's a country for every for every mood you know no but i'll i'll say there's like you know there's a really big umbrella of alternative yeah. music and even like like i'll even say like there's some stuff like r&b is kind of even though the sound is the sound there's that's a pretty big genre just of people who do work in that genre so yeah i don't know i mean it's tough because because the thing is i feel like metal is not its own genre anymore it's like multiple genres under one giant it's, it's a medium yeah it's like a medium. um like i listen to a lot of uh a lot of mongolian metal mm-hmm. like all those like mongolian throat singers and and, and like those guys yeah yeah um but then like i went from there like just like like i got there from just like mongolian folk music mm-hmm. which is like i think uh I, i'm gonna butcher because i've never heard someone say say that this this band it's a uh, it's like one Hun tour or something and then from them there's this guy called yakka who has this like amazing album called um yensei punk which the whole thing is like a like this like fucking like a mix between tom waits and I don't know, like something maybe even a little hard. It's like Tom Waits' voice, but like Nick Cave's, like, uh, like when he had like the Happy Birthday band. Like, like it feels like this crazy, like intense. It's intense. It's a that good sounds, album. That it's sounds like, like an intense experience. It's like, it's like one of my favorite. I I will post it on Twitter and tag you because it's like one of my favorite albums. It sounds like something um, you go sit in a desert and listen to, and then like you your your path is laid before you when you're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I listen to it a lot when I'm writing. Um, he has this crazy like that throat like the throat singing is like this crazy. It has like a death metal quality because it's growly, um, but they're like singing multiple notes. So it actually has like this depth to the sound that you don't really get from like a death metal voice. And it's seriously like one of the coolest sounds I've ever heard in all my life. And I'm like, that this is what I guess what I'm listening to for the next 10 years. I'm, it's, I'm exploring. I'm, that genre I'm definitely going to check that out. What was the name of it uh, again? Um, let me let, uh, listen. I butchered okay. the pronunciation of all of that because I've never. I've never heard someone say it. I've, I'm so I'm like thinking of how to say it phonetically, which is probably the worst idea. Um, so I'll just send okay. you a link. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, I, you bring up Mongolian, and I, I actually started listening to a Mongolian death metal band. Um, with they got a really uh, unique name. It's called Growl of Clown. Yeah. Oh, right on. Are they? Where, where, let me you send me those you send me those guys yeah. and i'll it, send it, you it's, my it's guys it's more of a straightforward kind of death metal thing but i just like i was like oh, oh they're, Mon- okay. they're mongolian and like there's yeah, yeah. it's kind of interesting because again like i said i've been going you go to you know the itunes new releases and all that and i just i just saw this i'm like mm-hmm. okay growl of clown what's this what's this sound like because i've learned right, <laughs> right away that like even now like album covers do n- are a lot like comic covers <laughs> these days on mainstream books. They don't really tell you what's gonna you're gonna get, right? Now. No, like they don't you know? do justice to whatever you're gonna you know? hear. Yeah, so exactly. So I'm like, what is this? And then I was like, oh, this, this is interesting because it, it reminded me of uh, a few months ago. I came across like a Mexican thrash band, like oh word. And I'm like, oh, this this is awesome. It was actually in Spanish and all that. And I was like, oh, this is like right. if Slayer was good. Um, <laughs> 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 Sorry, they should not listen. But uh, listen, Slayer Slayer found a song they like to play, and, and then that song was their. I their love songs that song for... they play. It's a great song. Um, 
and yeah like you know i it, it's funny i'll get into the conversation with people because i always like to know like when if someone's like oh you know what they're like like their running playlist is or whatever it's like right, right, right. and if it's metal you know i was like oh yeah man I, I lift like slayer and do all this other stuff and i'm like like i just can't like slayer is just so they uh, you know what listen i mean if i'm gonna go passe yeah. I'll listen to Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, Cannibal like, Corpse did what Slayer wanted to do, but but yeah. I think I think I, more we're unfortunately for <laughs> we're we're unfortunately for them much less successful. Yeah. Um, but I'll always listen to, to Corpse Grinder. Yeah, fucking growl out whatever he needs to growl <laughs> out that week. Like you know, um, yeah, to decompose is still just like a a killer hook, and I'll listen to that. All day. One of my favorite things I saw recently was uh, someone doing those internet memes of uh, Corpse Grinder. What he like collects all the uh, he does like the claw hook games wherever he goes, and he collects and he yeah, donates yeah. them, whatever. And I'm like, I just wanted to like find. I was just hoping someone like took one, of those, took like the that's all those pictures and all that, and did one of those like now this video type of videos to share yeah, on yeah, Facebook. Because yeah. like, do I have to do this myself? Because. <laughs> Oh, dude. So I'm not on Facebook, so I don't I don't get to see any of that good stuff. But uh, yeah, Corpse Grinder Fisher. Like I saw enough um, behind the scenes scenes on Cannibal Corpse's you know albums of him like you know singing that like he's just precious. And I I, I love his little teeny tiny glasses <laughs> he wears as he like reads the liner notes. You know. Um, so yeah, it's it's I like the whole yeah. vibe that band has always had. Hopefully, you know, nothing terrible yeah. comes out about them because. I, I I hope not because he he seems like a genuinely like just yeah, chill dude yeah, yeah. Like a genuinely chill good person um, yeah and I I try, I'm ragging on Slayer a bit you know a lot but you know, all respect to them dude they they did what they did and and all that yo yeah listen everyone go takes their own yeah. path I'm you know it's, uh, we kid because we yeah. love you know d- granted the only Slayer song I listen to is just the first minute and a half of Hello Waits and that's it but you know <laughs> that's <laughs> That that's me. That's me. I, you know. No, I, I listened to them a ton when I was in, in like you know college and high school, and they hold a place in my heart. I got to see them live with Megadeth. I'm sure that was an experience. When they were when they were doing that tour, that was an awesome, a really awesome concert. And uh, you know, they're the they're 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 the old dudes. They've been around. They've done it. Yeah. They they and they were, you know, aside from Metallica, probably one of the more successful. Oh yeah, for sure metal bands so i think i read somewhere they've actually you know. they're actually more successful than megadeth in terms of oh, I don't in terms that. of overall yeah, sales yeah, I don't and, and money made i'm not 100 percent sure on that though yeah I, I feel like they've been in the game continuously whereas like megadeth i feel like almost like went away for a yeah. while uh like after the 80s and then sort of came back in like the late 90s when you had that like resurgence of like new metal and stuff i think they i feel like they i don't know i'm very bad with like (laughs) they started off the 90s strong and then they you know either tried to copy metallica into that risk album or if you have dave mustaine say he tried to appease marty friedman to stay in the band by doing something different Um, yeah and that kind of like put you know that that's, didn't stop Marty Friedman from leaving the band, and that kind of like lost yeah. a lot of people. And then they kind of floundered a bit, I think, in the early two thousands, and then yeah. kind of recouped towards the end. And now 
the last album they put out was really good. I'm not a huge Megadeth fan, but I can recognize like, oh, this is pretty. You know, not, now that Dave's voice is older and not as not as nasally and whiny. Um, yeah, I, I can uh, yeah, appreciate I, it a little uh, bit more. I, but. I feel like I like them more probably when I was younger. But I got a chance to do that um, Death by Design book with heavy metal. I did like eight pages in that. Oh, I did not know you were a part I of did. that. That's awesome. Yeah, so that so that was cool. Um, but yeah, I can't say I listen to a ton to the new the newer yeah, it, stuff. It, it, it sounds like um, just good Megadeth, you know. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I figured. I I feel like I'm I'm not as into that sound mm-hmm. anymore. Um, neither good nor bad. I just kind of sort of moved on and listened to different stuff now but um yeah it was that was an interesting job to do i was surprised i actually it. um i had another uh a friend and, and a guest on john lamantia uh-huh. he was on he was on there as well um oh, cool. and uh, you know we you know as as is the nature of this podcast goes we just actually didn't get to it <laughs> to talking about that so i i had to ask you yeah. like what, what 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 was you know what can you say about that experience was there like a heavy kind of like approval oh, process um, or I mean honestly it kind of I was surprised one that I, one of my stuff things got picked because you kind of like you know pitched your couple sentences based off a song yeah. and they were, they were both newer songs that I'd never heard before um, so I pitched like two different ideas and he picked one of them which I was surprised about and uh, and generally the approval process was pretty chill they didn't get on me too hard about too many things. Like I kind of like wrote it and sent it over, but I write like I wrote a script and then sent thumbnails. And I feel like my vision was fairly like clear what I was going to do. And they were cool with it and they just let me go. So that was, that was neat, but I don't know what anyone else's approval process was like at all. Okay. Well, yeah, no, that, that's cool. That it's, it's one of those projects where it's like, ah, oh, man, I wish I was a little bit more established. I could have been aware of this and just tried, um, tried out for it. Yeah, I mean, to be completely honest, like I didn't even get like a contributor copy. Like they paid, they paid nice, but like I didn't even get a uh, like the book is like fifty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like such a ridiculous. No one will ever see that story. I think I posted it on my Instagram uh, uh, last Halloween because so I'm like. You guys aren't gonna buy this fucking thing. Oh. It's a story I did, and no one, you know, heavy metal's not gonna hunt me down. They don't give a shit about me. So uh, I'll have to scroll back and check it out then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was around October of uh, of the, this past That's year. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, we've uh, covered a whole bunch of stuff that you're doing now mm-hmm. that you're, you know, have done in the past. Is orcs is what is in your immediate future, or is that something you can't really talk about? is there any other so once honestly once this book is square like once issue six is in i get all my ancillary material in next week like i'm gonna take a little orcs break for like a month or two well deserved and, like get back yeah. into right yeah and get back into like writing like book two and maybe try to write book two and three together so i can just finish it but um yeah i I have a bunch of stuff I would like to get to for me and then stuff I would like to get to to pitch with another writer but in terms of like like because I do have two more books waiting in the wings to finish for this I'm not feeling too pressured to jump into any new projects I also like I'm also feeling a little I think 
tired. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah, like I, I'm gonna deflate probably <laughs> for a minute when this is done, and like re regroup during July and August, and before I I I head into the fall and start hitting it again. Um, I wanted to paint for a little while too. Like I kind of wanted to take like the end of July and into August and just do a couple paintings, um, like a painting series. Well, that, that's incredibly incredibly important to do. I mean, you've pretty much. You know, you're doing everything on this book, <laughs> you know, you've, you've earned a break to kind of just like, like you said, decompress and just kind of like, yeah, just, just chill yeah, for a and, minute. And like, do, do some fun like, things. And then, you know, yeah, like we, we were, like me and I, we were talking about like, you know, not necessarily going on vacation, vacation because of like the pandemic still a thing, but like my parents live near the shore. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like just do like some family stuff and then like creatively for me, just do some like some stuff that like yeah i just haven't had time to do maybe like a short you know like something for me or just paintings which i really love painting so i don't know i'll figure it well, out that's, inc- that's an incredibly important thing to do and i'm glad that you're gonna you know hopefully have some time and give yourself some time to do that because i think uh a lot of us don't do that you know creators you yeah know, it's like yeah. you're not constantly creating you know but it, it's, it's good that you have that prop that deal that <laughs> you have two books you know yeah. so you're like, okay i can breathe a little bit you know yeah like like i i know what i'm doing probably for the next couple of years anything extra i add to this will be kind of like i want to take on more stuff um but yeah definitely because this felt like this felt like such a hurdle i think i'm gonna take like a little breath cool next next couple months yeah but then I'll get Jonesy again. Like by like by the end of August, I'm gonna be like, I need to start drawing boxes and putting shit inside. Like I'm gonna like start like biting my like knuckles or something. I don't know. Well, uh, we have one last Twitter question, and that is from oh, cool. uh, John Westhoff at Anti Drummer. Uh, he wants to know who's the better frontman, Odorous Orungus or Bruce Dickinson. Ah, oh, fucking Odorous. Like I like Bruce. Like he's the guy now, right? Like that's. I feel like they went through a couple people um, after Odorous, but um. Yeah, odors, man. Like I, I miss them. They, uh, they did that, that cover uh, on um, like all my friends are, are dead or something like that. And like I cried when they did that <laughs> cover on a on a, I forget what show they. It was like some YouTube show, and uh, it was like some of our friends had died. It was like a a, a cover. One was of it uh, two minutes to um, midnight? I think does a lot of covers. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I think th- I think that was it. I think that was it. Um. So yeah, and that, that got I got all choked up over that because they did like a little thing to Odorous, and I was like, oh, oh, bud. It's just it's you know he it, everyone has their demons they're fighting, and he died so mm-hmm. young, you know, like it's shitty, but I loved that. Um, yeah, I, I I liked that shitty sense of humor he had. Uh, so was was Guar a big band for you or? No, um, I mean yes and no. I I love the aesthetic of mm-hmm. Guar, and um, I've always had this conversation with people. Like I like there are Guar songs, like individual songs that I think are like some of the best rock songs. And but like as an album, they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do like like the package isn't there. But like there are some Guar songs that I will put on any playlist that I put together that has like metal songs on it. Um, and yeah it's just tough like i just can't get through a whole album uh necrogoblicon is like that too like they have some songs that i just love and then i can't get to i but i can't sit through a whole album Mm -hmm. of it 
because it's just too much. Yeah, I was, I was, I was actually going to bring that up too because that's, that's uh, Necro Goblin is like uh, one of those bands where it's like you know I like I I like the I like the the joke you know the the, the setup yeah and, um and it's, yeah but yeah I just can't sit with it for too long and listen their song Bears. I listened to that over and over and over again for like a day. Like the first time I heard it, I'm like, I love this song so much. Like I get like really into like very individual songs, but like the rest of that album, I was like, eh, I just want to listen to Bears. <laughs> uh, well, we still come from the age where you know bands would put out singles and you could buy the single. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I think some of this, but also like I'll listen to something like I don't know if you remember this band, The Devil's Blood. Uh, no, um, I. I, I their frontman killed them killed himself like years ago but um i was into the devil's blood i listened to that album top to bottom for months like i can't listen to them again like it took me <laughs> years i had to like put them down um and then agoraphobic nosebleed uh that that last album they did with um that female singer it was kind of like a doom album uh was it gnaw i have it on i have the vinyl of it um that was only like four songs, but they were so good, and I I listened to that like incessantly for like a month and a half. I couldn't stop listening. Yeah, that kind of, that kind of happened with me with like Metallica. Like I was so uh, such a hardcore Metallica like fan in my teen years and early you know adulthood that now it's like yeah. there's I would still list them as my favorite band of all time, but I can't recall the yeah. last time I actually put on one of their songs to listen to. <laughs> Oh, fair, yeah. No, I'm still, I'm still listening to Agoraphobic Nosebleed. Like, them and Pig Destroyer, definitely, definitely if I have to go walk anywhere, I just put that on and punch my way to wherever I have to go. Have you listened to much uh, Cattle Decapitation? My husband loves Cattle Decapitation. I find myself, like, putting on, like, a song now and again. I don't know, like, what it is. Like I'll like like I'll listen to a pig destroyer and a gorophobic nosebleed and then the cephalic carbon carnage and then like I'll put on candle decapitation and I'll be like yeah I'm not feeling mm-hmm. it like it's like it's like they're all kind of that same wheelhouse yeah. but uh but yeah I don't know what it is about like they're good they're an amazing band yeah. I'm not saying anything no. bad about them no a, just, a buddy of mine's yeah. a really big fan so I've like been trying to give them a shot in my rotations you know yeah. just because they're listen just they're excellent excellent songs um. My husband threw them on like a couple of weeks ago. When we were in the car, and I was like, "Who's this?" He's like, "Cattle decapitation." I'm like, "Oh, right, the guys I always listen to." Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, babe. <laughs> they, yeah, they're, they're actually like really crazily good musicians. Like, like, oh, it's yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah, they're they're super. Yeah, super my buddy was, he was sending me these the videos of them like doing playthroughs and like all this like weird tapping and stuff on the bass, and I'm like, and I'm like, I'm not really hearing that in the song, but good for them. Like, right and you know there's, right. there's, there's some it it was i liked it more than i thought i would it wasn't exactly what i thought it was going to be um because right, right. i wasn't huge into death or anything like death metal and all that so right. i really wasn't like you know you see you see any of their album covers or whatever you know you're like you're like right. I, i'm not gonna understand what's going on here <laughs> this is beyond yeah. me but, well, uh, oh no yeah i mean it, it definitely falls into like the stuff i generally listen yeah. to i just yeah i don't know they just I, they don't hit my my rotation so often yeah. um sometimes when i do like a uh you know like a radio shuffle mm-hmm. or something like that they'll they'll come on i'm like oh these guys and you know but not that's been a while okay okay 
Uh, I, I've had an absolute <laughs> blast chatting with you about all this. Um, if you could let everybody know in internet land where they can find all your awesome stuff and you on social media and all that, now is the time. Okay, so yes, so on in, on Instagram I am Larson Project. On Twitter I'm Larson underscore Project, and my website is the Larson Project it's l-a-r-s-e-n not s-o-n perfect nice and nice and straightforward (laughs) yeah it's always it's always the same some variation of that all right well thank you so much for coming on i had an absolute blast chatting with you yes thank you for having me thanks for listening to the comics coffee metal podcast please be sure to join me next week with my guest artist of she said destroy true cult and so much more liana kangas (laughs) 